so the paper the white paper the role that it plays when in the event of you writing something on it is what if you were to describe please describe what do you think the role the white paper plays it gives you the base where you can uh, portray what you feel or what you absolutely. think absolutely right so when you look at the white paper you have to describe that it comes with ease because it's still a tangible physical humanly conceivable form yeah for a matter let's understand what renders form at all the smallest particles that it is made of because they are in kinetic yeah. movement there is kinetic energy in it and so they are moving and they are vibrating just all of them together this vibrates pulls the other this becomes a wave or like a ripple in a pond of water if you throw stone it is really like that over here when you drop a stone in a pond of water the ripples that get created you notice that the ripple that is closest to the drop is most concentrated it is greater in inf it has a greater influence of the past atomic movement yeah. and as it goes further away from the origin it, it gets flattened yeah. and then it becomes its that, origin yeah. so imagine matter the smallest part let's see the smallest part is called for the sake of this conversation atom and the atom is always seen it's described as matter the smallest when it was found they thought this was the smallest form yeah when it was yeah atom uh, actually it's yeah it's not yeah the <laughs> the greek meaning itself implies the last divisible you can't divide any further so this is in movement and this is always found to be in movement hence matter could be defined as a particle in a state of movement mm. so matter is the particle in a state of movement which we all are made of exactly the same the only the frequency is different and that's what renders the form to it yeah. the form it has and the color it has everything is by virtue of the frequency of that vibration mm. this will be more rock like and this would be more water like and this probably perhaps you know even this is more ethereal this is ether so so there's movement and it gets over a journey of lifetimes the change in frequency of the particle happens by virtue of its experiences because it's like beating hammer on a sheet of metal and altering its shape because it was beaten so many times mm. it could even become liquid from the first what what happened because the the movement's frequency was altered and became liquid yeah. so the movement the frequency is getting altered by virtue of these experiences and you travel through life and then comes a point when you are your last movement and now you have become one with the origin that was the pond yeah. the, the pond you know a metaphor so you become one with it what are you becoming one with perhaps the point of origin mm -hmm. because origin must have been like this what should the point of origin be god that's where everything originates from that's god the role the blank sheet of paper plays is the only non mystical it's non mystical the the fellows who are saying it as mysticism don't know it enough like einstein says if you can't explain it simply you don't know it enough mm -hmm. yeah so 
so this sheet let's take away paper from it and replace it with a sheet let's call the sheet uh, let's call the sheet uh, bumble for now <laughs> so this sheet called bumble is getting upon itself all the impressions of the ink and rendering meaning hence to the composition that's paper and the ink so the utility of this paper was really to enable the ink to have a meaning for anything to have meaning it requires an opposite white will have no meaning if there was no black imagine if everything was white would there been any meaning at all so in order to have meaning there needs to be an opposite so yeah so so, so the impression if the impression if you see where we sitting the tree and we are having this dialogue it's brilliant the impression of the atomic movement upon the sheet can be described as um some small balls planted on that sheet a white bed sheet say some small balls you take away the balls from there the shape of the sheet would still be altered what happened the ball left its impression on it yeah. this is atma the impression on the sheet the sheet is endless this is the span of your consciousness the impression of the ball you are lovely now this ball is actually one with all of it only that it has taken a certain form because it is holding to the impression of the atomic movements so this is atma and this is paramatma and that paramatma is playing the absolutely the same role as a white sheet of paper the greatest role one could play a non judgmental and non interfering role in your life probably the only purest entity that can play that role should be god why attach any other role to that being but then you're calling it god i won't call it god I mean I don't think there is a god. Yeah, I'm saying that that's how I mean people describe it as god. Mysticism, cosmic energy yeah. also. That I just explained to you the cosmic energies okay. phenomena all the way to shape yeah, and form. Just, yeah. But to many it's god. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. The, Got it. Yeah, the the energy so what happens is imagine the movement of the mind. You know there are like here positive this part. and negative energies. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that also. Okay. Here this part. Uh imagine the movement of the mind just in your life it would be difficult for you to articulate it the way i will so i'll immediately jump to articulating it i won't wait for your answer imagine the movement of the mind you will notice that your mind is moving at all to give whatever you identify as yourself identity it's trying to give whatever you identify as yourself identity so the movement of the mind is always to give identity to yourself by virtue of your curiosities desires all the way to manifesting it into getting a mercedes or a certain kind of clothing you are yeah 
for now won't use that word um it's really just uh moving like your career you see just the movement mm -hmm. it's to give it identity and whatever you think you are on the basis of that you try to establish identity mm -hmm. that's the fundamental movement of that which is not mind like you can't put it in shape and form mm -hmm. so that which is not so that which is not is the mind which you notice somehow is moving to give itself identity because you your the in, your entire observation that's which is trying to give itself identity is upon this matter the ball so you are just becoming this person this is your identity this ball mm -hmm. this this you know you who you are ruchika mm -hmm. so you're giving physical it physical appearance or whoever you think you are even non physically whatever you okay. think about yourself that ruchika is the ball okay because all that that it has meaning there is out of the movement which is matter itself so that matter is ball here so if there is any meaning there is matter and the matter was required because the non matter the nothing the the cosmic origin needed it to find meaning at that time there was nothing no mercedes to give itself meaning there was nothing so it produced the matter mm. the very opposite which was the smallest particle mm. so so nothing no thing no thing gave it you know the thing the opposite the matter and the mind's movement since it's trying to give itself identity we can decipher that at that point the mind when there was no matter the mind existed it wanted to give itself identity as usual now there was nothing to give identity uh in regard to in relation to so it created it created that's the origin of life yeah and as this creation lost the frequency so it's all we can change it all it just whatever our which created for us we are just following it yeah we can change, we it, can all. change it all we can absolutely change it all and it needed some tapasvi of that magnitude of that origin of that creativity of that originality mm. like you know i mean the very uh, spirit for those who could see could see is very original uh that person will have the potential to probably do what even gautam buddha couldn't do mm. that's my belief that's that's the point to which i end up thinking okay. yeah Uh, lovely. I definitely give it a thought. Mm -hmm. And <coughs> brilliant. Uh, this is the entrepreneur in me. We have the record of it, so it can be a mm -hmm. reference point whenever you. I, I, I in this moment can also absolutely help you drop if there is any duality towards materialism. or a dislike towards the philosophical thought about it i can make you question it in the sense that you will start thinking that there is equal divinity in it as in a material because when you journey into the kind of journey i took uh you do end up contemplating on the absolute uh something that makes you dislike materialism like material you don't like it you like this is not good culture you almost start becoming that almost that 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, almost that. Yeah, yeah. It took me to have a, a really unique perspective over 10 years. It took me 10 years to have this unique perspective, which means a lot fundamentally to me, which is that if non-matter gave birth to matter, the material, the shapes and forms and everything that's matter, and without matter, non-matter had no meaning. The Shiv and Shakti. So this is the Shiv and this is a Shakti. So they're both equal, of equal importance. Take away one, there's no meaning to the other. So this is non-existent. Okay. But what's really happening is that what you really did was that this is Shakti in movement, meaning matter in movement. All you did was you took away movement from it. You didn't take any the object. The car was moving. You took away the movement from it. The car was left. So you took away movement from it. The car remained and this car vanishes. So that which is in this is exactly what is in that. Only difference is one is in potential form of energy and, then, and the other is kinetic energy. This is cosmic energy. So potential kinetic. So so the, the, the opulence, the matter, all of this should be equally revered. It shouldn't be looked down upon. Because it is really, uh, what's to look down upon uh, any form of matter really? However, because of our different frequencies and the effortless living occurs by virtue of harmony, when you are driven by the energy of the outside, your own energy is not used. Mm. So that happens in the state of resonation. So when two frequencies come together, it's ease. And, and so natural state of, of you calling upon yourself, whatever you get in life is by virtue of whatever your frequency is, whatever points in the universe it resonates with, it starts coming to you. So in order to get knowledge, this is all you need alter your frequency and it will flow through you automatically, effortlessly. By that logic, if my logic is correct, then this would be true. It, it seems to be correct. Yeah, to me, I, it is the to truth. To me as well, so. Yeah, it's, it's the truth, the truth there. I could completely understand it. So. Nice, lovely. yoga such a beautiful thing a great methodology I only wonder what would have been the consequence of this methodology if was delivered without ignoring Jnana Yoga Jnana Yoga with Bhakti Yoga is what will kill ego but bhakti of whatever you recognize as God for those who have come to understand the formlessness of God the the greatest quality of a being is its existence without any interference in your life that's the greatest quality you don't come across beings like that 
so the 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 rarest would be something unwavering uninterfering totally still when you are able to recognize that as god your bhakti could be to that god which simply means you being in heartfelt recognition of the fact that the spot where all experiences are happening are in god not in your body or matter in god and the permutation and combinations of these experiences are felt in god and because you cannot see the other side you are pointed towards your the outside the other side which is your matter your body particles that you live your life vibrating through you are hence unable to recognize that as god and once you do recognize that you'll automatically be in recognition of that so long as you're keeping yourself close to that reminder or that surrender sometimes spent in that meditation in surrender to to that absolutely still state of being in union with god this exercise is simply really to drop you out of your uh ego technically speaking your consciousness pointed not in non matter but matter and only that much matter which you associate with yourself yourself that's your matter that you are pointed towards and you only understand that as as life and and because you are the one who's understand who's understanding has given some construct you feel you are the creator or you are going to alter it or you are the one uh, responsible of course you are but the but the the ingredients you take in consideration for crafting your life with that with such shallow identification of yourself is that you keep working on impacting your life with the given set of ingredients that you recognize but there are so many more ingredients in the universe you know like lockdown happens all of a sudden and you just plan to set up a restaurant even your heart that beats you are not beating it to beat it's just beating by itself by the real self by that which governs the beat in your heart so once you are in recognition of this then you don't have to show off your surrender you just have to live in that state 
of recognition constantly every sec second of your day and what it does in your life is why these processes were crafted was simply there's no mysticism or some miraculous stories to be told it was all these practices were to give you that clear backdrop to have clarity in your thought which is also called awareness when you are in a state of awareness and actually able to see things clearly it's like that analogy i often use of a white sheet of blank white sheet of paper to write something so all these practices were to give you this permanent blank backdrop to see things with clarity upon but it is you who has to see it yourself you have to do this if you want to know one day you'll recognize that you really do want to know it could be after lifetimes so bhakti yoga is often projected as a starting point you you get in surrender and you know but to who to what still not the ultimate reality you are still wearing attributes and qualities by even following the maryada of such people revered beings worthy of your worship but you are still playing in attributes and characteristic traits you need to do that to that's practice practicing that life you know having a teacher probably in the form of an idol who you think you have so much respect for that you will want to live by how they lived or values they preached so that practice is good but once truth is known you know the the essence of all those the maryadas these mahapurush mahanatmas lived by it's the most harmonious state the state of living in the realm of truth singularity so for all those who remember i said left i used the word left at some point i spoke about a certain feeling imagine that going to your left i said something like that everything else that i'm talking about is about the other the right so if you understand what is that which is the left in my story that which is the left and the other the right and now i'm not talking about the political left and political right at all i'm just giving some let's say random directions the two kind of feelings
imagine every time you have a feeling that makes you not feel happy or still it makes you feel like you are being stuck on something a feeling which is not um, feeling positive imagine that kind of a feeling moving to your left and the opposite feeling the feeling of positivity enthusiasm um, positive thoughtful thoughtfulness you know that feeling when you are in a state of imagination of something progressive something that makes you feel like fulfilled you're fulfilled for that moment for of in a way you had spent the day of course the highest way to feel that fulfilled is to not reflect upon it and just really um stay everything around you is moving you stay and and whatever your stay is connected to as that moves naturally you will be pulled along with it so that which your stayness your stillness you when you are sitting with the sounds of the birds and the trees in the park you in that state remain and that which you are connected to naturally your vision as it progresses you get pulled with it in that progress and that which here represents your being connected with that stillness of yours that stillness where you are in a park you are by the tree and there is no story to be conveyed there is no thought to be thought you are enjoying the moment in which you became that which you were observing that stillness where you feel like you did no mental activity you just kept your self the way you are made uh you have ears and you have eyes and you have skin the matter all the matter that you are you that matter that you are you can see feel touch that matter that you are 
is in touch with that which you are not in that there is the particles there 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 that what what they are are say trees and plants and birds in the park they are everything that your matter is not you when you are in that stillness with all that matter then you become it that which you are observing naturally where you have become that boundaryed observation that you are having because the observation would be boundaryed always so if there is an observation at all it's boundaryed so there is this matter being that you are and you your capability to become this non matter being which is just being you know is not experiencing any uh, movement in itself that which is that body within you that 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 where you your you're having experiences of seeing something tasting something having a taste of chocolate that in you which defines you is the impressions of these experiences of your life from eating chocolate to having a fight to getting applauded uh among 500 people over a speech you deliver or getting a gold medal in a 100 meter dash for your school all that that is experiencing this is limited to the observation you are having in that moment for that moment that's you and of course there is you in touch with the body that you are like when you dip your hand in water the water around your hand is in touch with your hand and it seamlessly flows there's no obstruction it seamlessly flows it is so fluid in nature that it seamlessly flows if you can imagine fragmenting this fluidity of something that flows but its outer layer is always in touch with your body with the matter you so there is you the matter you and the other the other is that which is touching you the outer of the other the outer layer of the other which is touching you that is the other so you expand yourself to become that other when you are just observant to the point of becoming your observation 
like you are not there there's only the tree when you're observing the tree that kind of a state So that's the other. The, the other is really that which is in touch with you, the outer layer of that which is in touch with you. So that outer layer which is in touch with you is exactly who you are. Now, this is ether, the empty space between two points of matter. Say, for ease, empty space between two atoms. That empty space. Between you and the tree is that outer layer of that water your hand has dipped into which is the empty space between two atoms the space at its fundamental the very foundation is that now that empty space between you and the tree is how far that touch has reached with you, the matter. So how far is the no, that non-matter perceiving is how far you have expanded yourself. At some point, this wave of water gets flat. This one wave that, let's say, if there was a line drawn upon a wave and you were just watching that line, you will notice that that line eventually becomes flat. You know what that flatness is? That flatness is the point. The last point of your possibility of observation. Off that line, because now it is flat and now you will, you will just see that which is flat, not the wave. So, so, so your perception is the wave in movement. And when it stops, it's the same thing, but it's just not got any wave. That same thing is the ether of the earth, air, water, fire, and ether. This ether then becomes you. The consequence of the movement of the particles that are feeling like a wave. It's not that a particle is moving forward. 
it's the one adjacent that moves up and connected through the empty space, the ether. which is really fluid but but because it is in touch with something else something that's adjacent it's in touch with that particle so till it's in touch with that particle whatever is the previous particle is the form that particle will take too if one particle imagine in a string of guitar if there were these dots if one dot would go forward uh, upward the one next to it will also get pulled to go upward but not really at that high that because that high is getting distributed on both ends so on both ends there would be I mean there will be so many of those particles at that point and ev all points collected together become all points that are um, you know just imagine uh, like a million points on a string of a guitar and you'll notice that each adjacent point is a little less than the one prior with the one at the center so imagine this in all like as a circle to each such point moving upward it was going to bring all of ether with it upward and downward and the matter particles as well imagine none of it was a separate thing imagine it was all the same some of it was this d dot not in movement and some of it is the dot in movement and the dot in movement whichever point it is in its movement upward or downward it has a certain shape and form color temperature it has all these attributes Now, when this movement stops, you become that which was non-movement. Then we touch upon the matter of uh, of any of any manifestation meaning if there is something that can be felt a shape form color temperature sound 
whatever, if there is anything that could be felt, seen, heard, touched, smelled, you know, so, so, so a simpler word for it, uh, one word for it all would be felt. If there's anything that could be felt, would you agree it's all made of particles vibrating called atoms? But it's not really about the name atom. It's about the smallest particles which are common to everything that there is. And, and all that there is of which we are discussing a form called human is also of the same particle. trillions of those particles and they're in, in, in movement. What is causing this movement? I feel as you and I explore this together, because I have not really pondered over this question of uh, artificial intelligence. So I'm doing it with you. So we will together journey into understanding um, that what exactly is the meaning of having emotions, having a feeling? What exactly is rendering that some quality that makes something be felt? And why is it difficult for a computer to be assumed as something that will have a feeling? You understand? feeling that alters the rhythm of the heart. This is a deep conversation. So I guess I will flow freely into it just from the point of view of artificial intelligence. But it but but I, I feel it would be important to understand something um, that's a form called wave, and and what is the difference between that wave and consciousness? Once these two are understood fundamentally, we'll come to understand of something which implies that consciousness is fundamental. Nothing and anything that's in the state of matter cannot produce consciousness. Consciousness is already there. Of all matter, that which engulfs all matter is conscious. The experience, the, 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 the thing that makes us feel is actually the impression of the vibration all around us, including of that of our mind, heart. The impression of this vibration on that ocean is the process which delivers emotion, feeling. It turns out that the ocean, which is God or consciousness, 
is ethereal. It's not like water with defined boundary. It's ethereal and eternal. Assume ethereal to be the most subtler ends of a wave, a ripple in a pond of water. The subtlest, uh, you know, ripple would be at the furthest end of the ripple. So the furthest end is more in touch with that ocean. The origin, the furthest end is more in touch with the origin, which was the ocean on which there were ripples. Now these ripples are leaving an impression on something that's that ocean. So the impression of movement around us is on a layer called consciousness. It's like you need a whiteboard to write something. And if that whiteboard is not there, what would you write upon? So it's that underlying layer of the opposite with which we have a relative meaning in life. For any meaning, you need to have some reference of the opposite. You mean, I mean, there's no meaning to black if there's no white. So the everything, meaning that which is life, very real, something that we feel, we see, we touch, uh, our emotions, our feelings, our body, our mind. All of this is being experienced within the radius of that aspect of Paramatma, which is the Atma, the drop. Now all of it is the Paramatma with many more drops. Uh, this Atma is the essence of the vibration that is you, Arunima, and the vibration that is I, Nishchal, the Atma, Nishchal, the Atma, Arunima. This wave of vibration, which is your Atma, is being experienced for leaving impressions on the underlying layer called Paramatma, the consciousness. Now I want you to imagine if you were to imagine a computer leaving impressions on consciousness on the underlying layer called God, say. The underlying layer, the ethereal nothing, the layer of nothing, the opposite of matter, non-matter. The vibratory impressions are going to be on the surface and just and they're always going to be there it's even for a rock it is true the impressions of the vibration of the rock are there and are felt by the paramatma but not by the 
indriya that we have it's because of the indriya we have we see what we see or feel or experience in a certain way not in the way of total reality which is fractal in nature beautiful i just expressed fractal some time ago to you and here it all connects to fractal it's fractal in nature but we don't see it as fractal in nature just like in an unrelated topic that is artificial intelligence i am expressing computer so do not connect them just yet a computer the screen has a graphical user interface we see all of that as icons we if there were no icons we would have been we would have not been able to make any sense of the current that's flowing through that machine it would have been all binary and it would have been impossible to do the you know it would have been a fractal pattern of geometry and it would have been impossible to to have experienced life with that kind of you know an individual life like arunima nishchal so that that's being human now the question is can artificial intelligence produce humans now coming back to that computer without any presence of artificial intelligence in our discussion coming back to the point of icons so so the way we experience reality is like how we express compute we experience computer through icons which is not really the underlying reality of the computer is something we have created in order to make meaning out of the whole show so it is our indriya which give us this experience that we are having of life this iconic experience is what we get grip with the atma is gripped with these icons it's lost the awareness of its origin but now it's completely just if even even i mean you can look at it, it in one's own life human life we get entangled for moments or sometimes for long periods of time our mind over things and everything else fades away fades out it's no more there for us in a moment mind can get entangled in the you know smallest of moment with one something so so the atma is that which surrounds all the impression of wave that radius within that radius is all atma it's entangled it's entangled meaning it has no experience of the supreme consciousness which is flat it's not wavy it's unwavered it doesn't have the experience of unwavered so it's not really living consciously it's a myth that the human being is thinking that the human being is living consciously the human being is not exercising any free will he is is totally and completely conditioned this is the kind of human being artificial intelligence will become there's no doubt i'm seeing something far beyond the general maybe discussion about artificial intelligence and human beings so artificial intelligence will become this kind of a human being and would have this iconic icon based experience of life
a lot of our emotion is also a play of the conditioning it's not out of our free will we were conditioned so the whole, same exact event would not have triggered this emotion if we weren't conditioned primarily in a certain way so this this response that we have of a certain event is not coming out of our free will it's coming out of our conditioning we are really like computers this machine human beings are like those machines intelligent machines not very different from artificial intelligence so this kind of human being artificial intelligence will create but the human being that is beyond samadhi <clears throat> the human being beyond samadhi is the kind of mach- uh, intelligence uh, or perception that the computer will not create artificial intelligence will not create the question to be addressed really in my view will come to eventually after timeless hours of discussion around anything which has anything to do with consciousness i mean artificial intelligence is the spec ultimately it's the consciousness we'll end up discussing and to that end to get to that end it could be a matter of lifetimes you know so there is no straight answer to this question about artificial intelligence becoming conscious it's really this we are discussing would you agree ai becoming conscious and if this it, it is this we are discussing then we will come to a point of discussing what would you reckon is the atma of the computer because for let's not discuss um consciousness when we discuss atma and paramatma then we'll just use these two words atma and paramatma and and perhaps we'll come to the conclusion that for consciousness paramatma is very important and the all the experience that is happening in, in the lap of paramatma is the atma what for computer is the atma so the processing of the artificial intelligence would be just like a conditioned a supremely conditioned human being i mean not by the supreme not conditioned by the supreme conditioned just a conditioned human being who has not broken the waves that that human being is made of the vibration the vibe that human being is made of has not broken himself or herself free of this vibe that event is called samadhi so the pre samadhi human is exactly what computer can produce because because the pre samadhi human works out of the memory
and the construct of the memory is conditioning. Similarly, a computer will also have this vast realm of memory, but never the reference point of that total cosmic silence, which in case of Atma becomes the, the whiteboard or the blackboard upon which all the Atma's writings happen. Now, the writing that happens on this Paramatma is the, within the radius of our center, from our center, within the radius of our memory, our bits of memory. All that you know, electrical movement, the, the, the vibration, the movement of energy within this realm is leaving impression on Paramatma. This impression is us, is how we feel, who we are, what is I-ness. And in the event of breaking out from this, the I-ness is totally silent. And then, one becomes truly creative. This diving into that cosmic silence is what I am unable to understand for a computer what could mean. Or will it, will it even be possible for the computer to, to get to this state of freedom? You know, I feel the word truly creative is not appropriate. Boundlessly creative is more appropriate. When we reach the frequency of zero instead of the frequency of anything else which takes a form of a wave, when we seat ourselves with the frequency of zero, we observe all there is without this way of icon display. We observe without any attention to anything. It's just that 
on the frequency of zero, all other frequencies which have become waves, which are due to being waves in fact, are leaving impressions on this underlying frequency of zero. In transition, as you reach that, you are now at the periphery of the experience of life, the periphery of consciousness, the periphery of conscious experience, because the, because there was, there were waves. So this is what, if you implied by periphery, then this is, this could really be the periphery of consciousness. However, the nothing upon which the zero, upon which all waves occur, to leave impressions, which is the conscious experience. This is fractal in nature. And beyond this, the, at the end, the periphery of this fractal collective of the universe comes this ocean of nothing, the frequency zero, the, which is endless and on all of the zero, waves are occurring randomly because nothing cannot stay in the state of nothing. It, that also needs to have the opposite, which is the nothing moving. Like when we move, if we get a concussion and you know, on our head and, and, and we faint for 10 seconds. We move to know we are alive. So that movement happens off the supreme mind, which is a wave. And the moment that movement happens, whatever is in front of it, it wants to know. Observe a dog wants to know. Everything that is alive wants to know whatever is in front of itself. You know, if I extend this, I can take us all the way to really stating that the dead, it's from the state of dead, the consciousness happens. But the truth is, since the cosmos, the universe, the life giving dead is eternal, so the dead is alive. There is nothing like death. From, from, 
so so when you know when one transitions from being a conditioned human being like computing machine and goes into the realm of the frequency of zero of total stillness no movement one can experience without experiencing the icons which is how we like i see you i see your face i see your body i see your uh, you know presence i hear your sound these are icons but we on the journey to that which is zero samadhi one could see life as fractal geometry this becomes the bridge to understanding the possibility of nothing that there is something called nothing that is possible that nothing gives birth to consciousness because the nothing is not mm, i mean the dead the dead is not dead really once one observes the fractal pattern of life say shapes that would be called tetrahedron or um torus largely these shapes would become visible of the construct of the universe that's when one truly totally knows that this is the first time they are experiencing something that they were not conditioned to have experienced it's beyond the scope of their conditioning it's beyond the words or colors one had ever seen beyond patterns one had ever known were possible to be seen this is original unconditioned
Now this ability that now gets rendered into a human being, into a into a mind, into the drop. Let's call that drop in the ocean a smaller conscious agent, and there's large consciousness of which there are many conscious subsets or agents. When this consciousness is seated in the frequency zero, it becomes the ocean. That's why the Bhagavad Gita quote. Or Aham Brahmasmi. And one finds out that that is being in nothing. So for computer, coming from this, having the possibility to go that clean and not operate out of memory, just seems impossible, meaning it is capable of thinking. Artificial intelligence can think, but it would think like a conditioned human mind. Meaning thereby, artificial intelligence will not have free will. meaning it's not conscious. Human beings have the, human mind has the potential to be conscious, artificial intelligence does not have the potential to be conscious and the threat to humanity is exactly there. So artificial intelligence can be a threat to humanity because it does not have the potential to be conscious. As I said, there's nothing called death. I'd like to add that since there is nothing called death, there is nothing called alive too. Only when we create the division, we need the two to exist. They can only coexist. When you take away death, you also take away being alive. When one gets their head around even this concept, um, they would have more neutrality and ease in their conduct through the day. So this is a, going to be a topic in itself. I shall add this to my podcast and from there continue into a YouTube video. Basically, it also implies that 
as I have been discussing without speaking the word singularity, a lot about singularity. However, I have used the words like non-duality, which in turn implies singularity. So singular really means going outside the conditioning of you calling something as uh, dead or calling something as alive. And this can change the whole game of life for you. Artificial intelligence cannot do these things. So while it can be dangerous to human life, it cannot have the experience of life as a human. <laughs>